the Awareness Revolution Podcast, where we bring you alternative views on big topics that affect just about everyone. If you want to improve your life and change the world, then stay tuned. You'll hear cutting-edge health, financial, and personal development strategies from a revolutionary perspective. Warning, listening may take you outside your comfort zone, separate you from the pack, and change the way you see the world. Here's your host, Jeremy Kinney. I've got another heavy video for you guys today. I'm going to be talking about smart cities and their role in the technocracy. And just to give you a little bit of background, I want to mention that uh, this book by Patrick Wood, Technocracy, The Hard Road to World Order. It really goes into detail um, about what the technocracy is and a lot of the components involving it. This is a really big topic. Actually, this book isn't Patrick Wood's first book on the topic either. So even his content isn't even all in one book. And um, this Smart Cities conversation is just one chapter in his book. So if you really want to deep dive, I recommend checking out this book or his other technocracy book, or you could even just go over to his channel, which is Technocracy News and Trends, and um, follow him there. He's got some longer talks, which is always my preference, Um, but lots of good information to be had. And one more um, thing. I will point out is that another good I guess adjunct to this video would be my video about the Great Reset and it's called uh, the Great Reset smart um, prisons for ultimate surveillance something like that and um, that's much longer it's over an hour so it's going to be a lot more in depth than what we're going into here so I recommend checking that out as well and um, that's on my YouTube channel Smart Prisons for Mass Surveillance so um, that will go into much more depth in this video I'm just going to be focusing on smart cities so let's dive in now um, basically what they're doing um, with this technocracy they want to control the input and output so basically the consumption and production of everything now this is a lot to chew on it sounds unbelievable but um, the book technocracy was written in 2018 and the what's happened in the past three years just confirms what he was saying in the book. I mean, it sounds like it was written last week because all these issues are bigger and just more apparent. They've, they've kind of come they, from the shadows out in the open since he wrote this book three years ago at the time of this recording. And um, now they're passing the um, infrastructure bill. They're saying three and a half trillion. Uh, I guess they approved one trillion of it um, just recently. But... It's the combination of using um, infrastructure money to build a new world, a new world order, literally. And, um, you know, it's all going to be passed 
and these infrastructure bills and it will also be under the guise of this green movement and climate change sustainability so um, you know they have these sustainability goals which you're gonna see a lot of also agenda 2030 these are topics to be aware of and um, you know once you put these pieces together this smart city piece will be a lot more informative and will make a lot more sense so I'm sorry for the long introduction um, but you know you just have to kind of understand these other elements to really get the significance of what I'm getting ready to show you but um, this is the uh, World Economic Forum's website and they have a post about future of cities and of course they're they open it up with the COVID-19 crisis, saying it has intensified the political, economic, and social challenges facing the world, and cities are at the center of this global crisis. So, they're already connecting COVID-19 to cities, basically, because this is happening, we need to reimagine everything. That is the Great Reset. That is... Basically, you know, the narrative going on here, they're going to they're going to push through quickly push through a bunch of different initiatives that all sound good if you accept them at face value. But when you realize what their ultimate goal is, and it's basically complete control over everything, again, the production and consumption, and this is a large, large, large topic that is really hard to grasp in one sitting but um you know you can see that this is all out in the open they're talking about it they're they're saying this is what we need and i just saw um this uh post on my lo local news the title reads 1.2 billion dollar smart city center and that works for osceola county i live in orlando osceola county is the next county over so it's very close by. So they are planning on building a smart city uh, pretty close to me. Now, um, so far, there's not a lot of details regarding um, these smart cities. Most of the information highlights the benefits to humanity, such as, again, sustainable um, development and you know all kinds of other benefits but ultimately it's about protecting the planet and you know they're gonna they're gonna claim it has all these benefits and that's their aim you know how, how many of the benefits will actually um, come to fruition we'll see we'll see but the point is is it is happening It's happening near me it is probably happening near you. If not, it will be soon. So this is something to think about. Again, this is a 10, 20, 30 year outlook. You know, this isn't going to be overnight. This is, you know, depending on your age, you know, I'm assuming it's going to be within your lifetime, though. And I think that they probably have plans that they're not telling us about that would um, be act as a catalyst in this agenda and roll these things out really quick so COVID-19 being a good example you know they're using that as an excuse to roll these things out with the quickness and BBC News has a post and other people too of course but um, 
you know, they're talking about a smart city in Nevada and a millionaire's plan to create a local government. So, you know, this is another smart city that is in the works here in the U.S. And this is built from scratch. And um, this guy uh, who wants to do it in Nevada, he has an interesting spin on it that we're going to be seeing more of as we move forward where um, you use cryptocurrency. Now, it's a complex topic, I'm, you know, depending on how familiar you are with it. Um, I will just say that I think this is the future for better or for worse. And um, I think that blockchain technology, such as cryptos, can be used to create decentralized um, cities of the future, you know, and even governments. Um, but it wouldn't be the government that we see now, what we think of as government. It would be totally different. Um, it would be decentralized, and um, there wouldn't be a ruling class. And the thing is, is that's actually what these people are trying to create. So I think the technology can be used for good or evil. And, you know, there's probably going to be very subtle differences between the two. You know, um, it's just the nature of technology. A gun can be used to kill you or you can use a gun to protect yourself. And so it's just a tool. And um, this, uh, this guy is wanting to build a blockchain-based government and smart city in Nevada. And, um, you know, the, the downside of using blockchain is if it's centralized one person or authority um, entity can have access to all of the records. So if everyone uses a certain crypto, for example, then um, the centralized government would be able to know all of the transactions from everyone that lives there. Um, the good side of that is then they can control the, you know, if, if you know what people buy you can you can basically provide that for them you get to know their needs you know you know their shopping habits you know uh, their taste so you you can use that data to tailor the goods and services that are shipped to there so there are some benefits but the problem is is let's say um, you know you want some privacy I know it sounds crazy, but not everyone wants the government to know everything that they're doing. And um, this is what the crux of the matter when it, we get to the smart cities. Is, you know, in order for them to implement all this stuff, they will need to know everything. And the smart cities are going to be designed to do just that. They will know where you are, who you are. Probably what temperature you are, they'll know where you're going. They'll know what you spend your money on. They'll probably even know how much you sleep. They'll know everything. They'll 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 know you better than yourself. That is the goal of this technocracy. They have to know that to be able to have control over the production and consumption. They have to control the consumption. 
so that way they can use that information to better regulate the production, you know, because communism failed in the past because of what Mises called the socialist calculation problem. And what they're trying to do is use technology, the technocrats are using technology to alleviate that problem and let computers that know everything do it for them. Um, so one place to look at as an example for this is China. China is perhaps the best example, and it has been for a while. Uh, in 2001, there was an article published in Time magazine called Made in China, The Revenge of the Nerds. And in this article 20 years ago, um, you know, they talk about it a little bit and quite openly about the um, technocrats clearly being in charge in China. Now, again, this is 20 years ago. Now, you can say, oh, well, that's old. It's, it's not relevant. Well, the thing is, is the past 20 years has shown how much this is true. They've got, I forget the number off the top of my head, but it's a very large number of cameras. And, I mean, it is quite dystopian. And I do believe I touched on that in some of my other videos. Maybe the Great Reset video. I'm not sure. But um, it is a serious, serious concern. We all know about the social credit score. We knew about the uh, one-child policy. These are things that are really strange to us in America, but are coming to America and throughout the world. And we see it happening faster than we would like to believe. But, you know, for example, um, in this article in, that was published in Time magazine, he says things like, during the 1980s, technocracy as a concept was much talked about, especially in the context of so-called neo-authoritarianism, the principle at the heart of the Asian development model that South Korea, Singapore, and Taiwan had pursued with apparent success. The basic beliefs and assumptions of the technocrats were laid out quite plainly. Social and economic problems were akin to engineering problems and could be understood and addressed and evenly solved, eventually solved as such. So basically, you know, these people want to use science and engineering to solve the world's problems. And at the expense of freedom and privacy and who knows what else. You know, it's hard for us to picture this, especially us Americans, but um, the social credit score is already kind of starting to get popular and, and, and go out. I mean, there's all kinds of proof, too much for me to share in this video, but I just wanted to show that this has been in the works for a very long time. The idea of technocracy is about 90 years old at this point, or um, so, so this is, this is not new this is not a new ideology but we're just now getting the technology to be able to implement this and scale it up on a worldwide scale for the first time like i said china's been doing it um for a while 
and now it is spreading. They want to make this a global world order. And just to give you a little bit of a connection here between the U.S. and China and regarding the smart cities and the infrastructure, I want to introduce to you Elaine Chow. Now, I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing her last name correctly, but it's spelled C-H-A-O. All right, she, um, she was the Secretary of Transportation and during the Trump administration. She has deep financial ties uh, with her family, who has a shipping business called the Foremost Group. And that Foremost Group and the Chinese government have extremely tight ties. And um, that was first revealed in a book called Secret Empires. Now, if you look up Elaine, you'll see... This is no secret. She's uh, she got a lot of criticism for promoting her father's shipping business when she was the secretary of transportation. But even worse than that is the fact that not only her but her father, who started the business, she has or he has extremely tight ties, and they are extremely tight. So. Her father created a shipping company who has tight ties with China, not only on the business side, but the government. And then you've got Elaine, who was the Secretary of Transportation in the Trump administration. And then Elaine's sister, Angela, has ties to the Bank of China who funds their One Road, one, one Belt, One Road program out there, which is a huge infrastructure program. And I mean, the Bank of China is bigger than even J.P. Morgan, Wells Fargo, the banks that we know of. It's a huge, huge bank. So all three of them, Elaine, her father, and her sister are all tied into these huge infrastructure projects and supply chain management. And when you get into the nitty-gritty of what the smart cities are all about, what they're trying to achieve, that's what they're trying to achieve. They're trying to create cities where they can control everything. So they would have to control supply chain management, which would require shipping, such as the foremost groups shipping business and the infrastructure in place to be able to ship goods and services from one country to the next but they're trying to get rid of country lines the uh, president over in China you know and all these people announcing the great reset you know they're, they're, they're calling for basically a world government because this is a world problem and we need more cooperation between governments because hey people go from one country to the next they spread disease you know we all share the same planet together we all pollute the same planet so we all need to have a, uh, a, a, a reset in the way that we do things and, and create a new world order so I mean this is you know this is all you know when you start connecting the dots you see that it's all related these people um, you know oh and and by the way uh, before I get off of um, Elaine's past 
I do want to point out that, by the way, she is married to the other Republican, Mitch McConnell. Um, so she's got ties in with Congress. I mean, this lady is, she's, you know, she's connected. She's connected for all the wrong reasons. But um, she did receive some controversy because um, what happened was the older officials from the, the Department of Transportation looked into her records and saw that a lot of her appointments were on her calendar were blocked out as private. And then they thought that that was unusual. They actually called for an investigation, but the Department of Justice declined it to investigate her. So basically, while she's working for the public, she's having private meetings. And um, I guess that pretty much says that uh, it says um, that she is not doing everything out in the open. She's making deals behind closed doors. Who knows what's being said? Who knows uh, what's being done? But her father did give her and Mitch a gift uh, with the value of between five to twenty-five million dollars. Um, so there's a lot of suspicious things going on. But um, Elaine had more than two hundred ninety hours of appointments labeled private. So uh, that's just during the first fourteen months in Trump's cabinet. So she did. Rec um, receive a lot of criticism and start up some controversy over that, but nothing ever came out of it. But, you know, if it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck. All right, let me show you a, a few more um, things here before we, um, before we end this. I just wanted to point out that you can just Google smart cities and things are going to start coming up. You know, this is not a conspiracy. This is not um, hidden. This is all out in the open. You know, they have a smart cities council, and, and this is all over the country. You know, they, they're advocates all over the country. And um, you can go on their website. You can read about these uh, services that they have, networks of sensors already being utilized in 29 states, covering 1,300 city, uh, cities serving a population of over 55 million, processing millions of transactions daily. And that is just, um, that is just associated with the Smart Cities Council. And um, there's, there's going to be a lot more of this from this organization and other organizations going into the future. There's also a smart cities and smart regions conference. So this is an annual conference that it's all about smart cities and smart regions. So they don't want to just build smart cities, they want regions. And the regions will be like networks of cities. And you know, this may seem benign. This this it it, it may even seem uh like these people are doing great things because we do have old infrastructure. Um, there are a lot of improvements that could be made, but when you look into what they actually want, you know, like 
when you look at these these big organizations that are running things behind the scenes, you know, you see that they want to eliminate all meat consumption. So, like, you know, this is the World Economic Forum. You know, these people, they discuss this openly. A lot of really strange stuff. And, you know, I'm not going to get too much into it here because I want to keep the video short. But basically, they want to merge humans with technology, humans with machines. So that would be um, transhumanism, you know, Neuralink. Chips in the body, in the brain, that will help connect you, your mind, to the internet, which is basically connecting everyone to basically a hive mind, where they're all connected to um, this, 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 these electronics, and everything will have electronics and sensors, and it's just, it's really dystopian. It's kind of hard to imagine. But, you know, they have a vision for the world. And, I mean, we're talking about a relatively short period of time, you know, a, a few decades. It's going to be a totally different world if these people have their way. And if they control everything and they don't like what you're doing, and trust me, they'll know because they want to monitor everything. They want, they want to monitor your sewage. They will know what you consume. They will probably even get as far as knowing what you think and they're already working on technology have been for years just waiting on it to get a little bit better before they can scale it up and implement it all around the world thought police you know where they're monitoring people's thoughts and they're trying to stop crime before it happens which again all these things sound great that's actual crime prevention but you know we we've seen the movies this is this is the content movies have been about you know, and you look, like, for example, a good example of uh, what this world might look like was um, put out in A Brave New World, the book by Honest Huxley. Huxley. So, you know, it is very dystopian, quite literally. These dystopian novels were um, giving us premonitions of what it would be like in a technocracy. So... I mean, you guys, let me know what you think. I know this sounds like a lot. I don't know if I gave you too much information or too little, you know. Um, I, it does bring up more questions than answers. I get that. And again, since this is all in the pre-planning stages um, or, or the, the early stages, there's not going to be a lot of details. They're not going to tell you, hey, we are going to trap you in here and not let you out. But heck, we, we didn't know that. When You know, like people in New York didn't know that, that – Right around the corner, they were going to need a vaccine in order to go to a restaurant. You know, a lot of things are changing. And if you're smart, you can see the writing on the wall. So share this video with other people. Then it will motivate me to do more videos, produce more content. I don't make anything off this. This is purely a passion project to save the world. Thanks for watching till the end, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Awareness Revolution Podcast. Be the change you wish to see in the world.